Good morning and welcome to another episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today I'm going to be telling you about the horrific story of Joseph Fritzl. So grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. In Austria in August of 1984, Joseph Fritzl asked his 18-year-old daughter, Elizabeth Fritzl, to help him install a door in the basement of their home. He'd been working on building a cellar down there and also working on some pipes down there since about 1982. Family and friends say that he spent a lot of time down there during those years and he would continue to spend a lot of time down there. Is anybody else already uncomfortable? Me? (laughs) So Elizabeth goes down to help him install a door and she walks through his workspace and goes through multiple doors and helps him install one door. And this was the last door that was needed to secure Elizabeth into a cellar where she would spend the next 24 years of her life. Oh, yeah. So he like tricked her down there. Yeah, he said, hey, can you help me put this door up? And she's like, yeah, no problem, dad. And they get down there and she helps install the door. And he put a cloth that was soaked in ether over her face and it made her unconscious. When she woke up, she was in a cellar, the same one that Joseph had been working on building for years with the plans of keeping his daughter hostage. So some history between Joseph and Elizabeth, it was known that he was constantly sexually abusing her as a child. So she, because of the sexual abuse and feeling the need to distance herself, she kind of just started to shut down as a child. And a lot of her things that she learned educationally, she started to lose because she started to kind of digress over the years. Once Elizabeth woke up in the cellar, Joseph forced her to write a note saying that she left to go live with a friend and that she was going to join a gang. And this is what Joseph told everybody in the family. He was always talking about it. And anytime her mother asked where like Elizabeth went, Joseph was just like, she's off with that gang and her friend. You got the note, you know. Joseph would visit the cellar about three times a week and sometimes every day. And this was to rape and abuse Elizabeth. And eventually about five years into her captivity she ended up giving birth to her first child she didn't have any medical care because she was down there alone so her father gave her disinfectant a dirty pair of scissors and a 1960s book on childbirth and that was what she had to give birth to a child erica this is absolutely horrible this is a rough story what are you doing (laughs) The main reason I started to look into it was because he has the same last name as our editor. It's just spelled differently with no relation. But then I started getting into it more and more and I kept questioning my entire sanity. (laughs) I've been doing that for a while. Mine or yours? Probably both. (laughs) Over the years, Elizabeth had a total of seven children. One of them died three days after birth. So she had six children named Lisa, Monica, Alexander, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix. So were they okay? So yes. So um, and then Alexander had a twin and that was the one that died a couple days after birth. And most of them were okay. I would imagine they would have some type of birth defects considering the 
incestual nature of it? You would think. I didn't see any details about any of that, but Joseph kind of picked and chose the children a little bit. And by that... Yeah, what do you mean? I mean, he ended up taking three of them in for him and Elizabeth's mother, Rosemary, to raise. So what happened to the other ones? He left the other three down there with Elizabeth. Oh, did the woman question it? So, no, because he came up with a story. He kept saying that people were dropping the kids off on his doorstep because they no longer wanted the children. So there were three children dropped off over the years. And in everything I was researching, they were referred to as the upstairs children. And the other three were the downstairs children. When I was writing this, I didn't refer to them as that. So the way that I referred to it, the three being raised by Joseph and Rosemarie were Lisa, Monica, and Alexander. And the other three were being raised by Elizabeth in the basement. And that was Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix. And then the seventh one was one who passed Passed away. away. Mm -hmm. The three that lived with Joseph and Rosemarie were free to do whatever they wanted. They had no recollection. They had no idea that their actual birth mother and their siblings were downstairs. Or that dad was grandpa as well. Yeah. This is so messed up. Mm -hmm. They had no idea. So the Fritzl family actually had a tenant that lived on the ground floor of the house that they were living in. And they said that they would hear a bunch of noises from downstairs. And they were always trying to figure out what it was. But Joseph would go downstairs so often that he constantly said that the pipes were messed up on the house. And so that's why he was going down there to fix them. So when they would hear noises, he would just tell them, oh, it's just the pipes being loud, which is horrifying. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Joseph would come down and kind of expand the cellar basement that they were living in so that there was a little bit more room. And there were times where Elizabeth and the children had to kind of dig with their hands to make more room in the area. I mean, I don't imagine there was probably like a functioning bathroom and kitchen or anything like that down there. There actually was a bathroom. I have some photos that I'll show you later on. Okay. So Joseph would bring food and entertainment downstairs for them so that they weren't completely bored, I guess. This didn't happen until way later on. So for the first few days that Elizabeth was there, her arms and legs, she was chained up to a pole. And then shortly after that, a few days in, he felt more comfortable and ended up chaining just her wrist to the bed. And so she could move a little bit, but then he claimed that it made it too hard to have sex with her. And so he undid it. Why are you recovering this? Why do you do this to me? Why did you pick this? The food and the entertainment that Joseph would bring downstairs for the kids and for Elizabeth would also be withheld when Joseph decided that they needed to be punished for whatever reason. He would always threaten Elizabeth and tell her that if she tried to escape, he would gas the children and her in there. 
And she also knew, I mean, that there were many doors to get to it. On April 19th, 2008, Kirsten, which is the oldest child, became ill. And so Elizabeth got Joseph's attention somehow. And Joseph ended up taking her to the hospital, which surprised Elizabeth that he cared enough to even take her. She was admitted to the hospital with life-threatening kidney failure. And Elizabeth had snuck a little note in her pocket for the doctors. The note said that Elizabeth had given her cough medicine and aspirin. That was basically so the doctors wouldn't overdose her or anything. And the note said, please, please help her. She is really terrified of other people. She has never been in a hospital. And then said, Kristen, please stay strong until we see each other again. This really set the doctors off to try to figure out what was going on. Yeah, that's not a normal occurrence. And they told Joseph that they needed to see the mother. And he was like, the mom's gone. And she, they're like, no, because she wrote a note. I mean, the mom can't be just gone. And so the doctors let the police know. And the police get involved. And they reopen the missing file for Elizabeth that has been closed for many years because she wrote that note. The one saying that she left to join a gang? Yes, that one. So they do some more research and they notice that the letter seems to be fake. It doesn't seem to be real or genuine. They also notice that the gang that she supposedly went to join doesn't even exist. So now they're understanding that something is not right. Elizabeth keeps asking Joseph to let her go to the hospital so that she can see her daughter because her daughter is dying. And Joseph ends up letting her and the other two children out of the basement and taking them to the hospital. I'm assuming at this point he realized he was screwed and that he didn't really have an option. Or maybe he had some small ounce of humanity. Yeah, some sliver of humanity or kindness in him. And he decided to finally use that. And when they got to the hospital, the police grabbed her and the other children. And that was finally the end of 24 years of being trapped underground. Elizabeth was 42 at this time. And the children had gotten older. So Kirsten was 19, Stefan was 18, Lisa was 16, Monica was 14, Alexander was 12, and Felix was five. So the children that had been living downstairs with Elizabeth, which like I said, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix. So the 19-year-old, the 18-year-old, and the five-year-old had never seen daylight before in their entire lives. Oh my God. And they only knew minimal words. They mostly spoke in a grunting language, supposedly. Elizabeth had tried her best to educate them with what she had. But because of all the sexual abuse that had happened to her, she had lost a lot of her education. And so she wasn't able to do a ton. Police end up investigating the cellar that they had been held in. And it takes a total of eight doors to get to it. And the first door was an electronic door that you used with a remote to get through. And it weighed 660 pounds. How big of an area was this space? So this door was the one that came from the workshop into the other set of doors. The place that they were living in was 60 square meters. And the ceilings were no taller than five foot six. So not a big area. No. It was a super small area. It was dimly lit. They had um, some sort of cooking device. All I could find was ancient cooking machine. So I don't know what they had. They had a washer, a freezer, a TV. It says video. So I don't know if it was like a videotape or what that was. And then they had a radio. And apparently at some point in time, Elizabeth had some paint. And so she did some paintings on the walls to make it look nicer for the children. 
which is the photos that I'm going to show you. And they'll be on our social media. So, Abby, what did you think of the photos? Yeah, it's definitely not a very big area, especially for that many people. And I don't know that any space is adequate if you're being put in a situation like that. I was also curious, did Elizabeth ever come out and like publicly speak about her experience? No. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But the answer to that is no. A lot of people believe that the reason some of the children were taken upstairs is because there was no room for the growing family. And they believe that Kirsten and Stefan were just too old when he decided that he needed to move people upstairs, that they would remember their experience. So he grabbed the three middle ones and then Felix, he just left downstairs because he didn't want more children i don't know he already had seven children with rosemary elizabeth was just the one he chose to take it just seems so crazy that none of them would have any idea what was going on especially the fact that he was like yeah three separate times people just dropped off kids here like that's not how life works i didn't do a whole bunch of research into joseph himself only because i felt researching him too much was going to give him a lot of credit and talking about him that i didn't want to give him Mm mm-hmm But I wonder if he had some sort of job or position in the community where people felt like he needed to take the children. I mean, if I'm living in a house and a baby gets dropped off at my door, I'm not just like, all right, I'm going to take it in. No, you call the police, go to the hospital. There's steps you take. Yes, I would agree. So it seemed, I mean, I wonder too if some of them kind of knew something was up but feared for their lives as well to a certain extent like family members Mm -hmm. possibly i know rosemary still to this day claims she had no idea that her daughter was down there and joseph's sister said that she had no idea either they all thought it was weird that he spent so much time in the basement because he would go down there for hours at a time and multiple times a week but he just kept saying that he was working in his workshop or working in the basement and on the pipes or whatever it was but nobody knew what the doors led to i also wouldn't be surprised and i don't know if you came across this either if he was like sexually abusing any of the other kids in the house as well from what i could tell he wasn't he just singled out elizabeth for some odd reason Hmm. which is so weird too because like i said there were seven other kids yeah he just for some reason fixated on her Mm -hmm. and decided that he needed to kidnap her and i don't know if it was because she was 18 and he's like she's going to be leaving the house and if i don't do it now i'm losing her i'm sure in his like sick twisted mind that probably was part of it which is awful i can't even imagine so she went into the cellar at the age of 18 and came out of the cellar at the age of 42 which scares me to say the least i can't even imagine i feel like it would take a really strong person to get through that Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The other thing that I want to talk about is that door that I told you was 660 pounds. Police think that there had to have been an accomplice to help him. I was going to say, there's no way he installed that on his own unless somehow it was in like pieces that you built together. But that's not typically how doors work. So it was an electronic door, like I said, that you used like a remote for. But I'm not sure that that means it would have came in little pieces. 
It was the first store coming into it, right? Yes. So, I mean, it's possible that he just hired people to install it and they didn't go investigate the rest of his, you know, cellar area. So they had no idea. And if there was an accomplice, it wasn't an accomplice that would go into the cellar all the Mm -hmm. way. So they may not have even known what was going on down there. He may have just had a friend come over and say, hey, help me install this 660 pound door, please. Yeah, I don't see it as much as an accomplice, as much as just someone who either a friend or professionals who went in to install it you know if you order certain things from certain places people come in and install it for you it's just how it works and they probably just had no idea and joseph consistently he always said that there was no accomplice that he had it was just him he did it all by himself he even said that his wife didn't know about it so at the hospital joseph was arrested and police did talk to rosemary again and like i said before she told them she had no idea that her daughter had been kept down in the basement for 24 years. She thought that she had honestly just up and left. And I did find that the police had seen some other letters that were down in the basement where Joseph had maybe kind of started to grow a heart, I guess. And he would have Elizabeth write these letters where he would have her say that she was coming back home because she missed being home and she wanted to come back and join the family and she was sorry for being gone for so long. But he never actually allowed her to deliver those to Rosemary. I wonder though if Elizabeth had just been writing them and saying, hey, can I please show this? And like, I'll never tell anybody. Yeah, it sounds like she was just reaching for something, anything. Police believe that it was Joseph saying that she could write these letters. And so police think that he was maybe going to end up releasing her, which this is really sick, but they think that he was wanting to release her because he was basically over her because she was old now. So Joseph was charged with murder, which was for the child that died three days after birth, and with 3,000 accounts of rape, incest, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and slavery. Joseph was sentenced to life in prison, but he got the possibility of parole after just guess how many years? I genuinely have no idea. 15 years. Did he get parole? So it was 2008 when he was arrested. Oh, okay. So 15 years will be 2023. How old will he be? He will be approximately 88 years old if he gets released in 2023. Well, I can only hope that they deny that and he spends the rest of his life in prison. Yeah, I would agree. I did see, though, that as of 2019, his health was declining and it was unlikely that he was going to make it really past 2023. I hope that he doesn't get out. But they said as long as he can prove that he's no longer a danger to society, then he can. So Elizabeth and her children have gone through lots of psychiatric and medical help. They were actually kept at a like psychiatric hospital to try to help them overcome everything that had been going on in the last how many ever years of their life or all of the years of their life depending on who they were and they estimated that it would take about eight years before they would be able to get over the traumatic events that had happened to them another issue that was going on was that the children that had been raised by joseph and rosemary were now having to meet their three siblings that were had been raised by Elizabeth and Elizabeth was their mother so she got custody of them so there's that whole family dynamic that they have to work out that has now completely changed any viewpoint that they've ever had in their entire lives in the psychiatric hospital that they were living in there was a 
little special container that they had set up in the clinic, which was specifically for Stefan and Felix, who had been in the basement all of their lives. And so it's just a dark little area where they can go to make them feel more comfortable because they're still so unsure of the outside world and the light and everything. So you said container. Is it just like a little, like a room? I don't know if it's a little room. Everything I could find, it just referred to it as a container the clinic set up. So I'm assuming it's probably just like a small dark room where they can go. And Felix actually goes in there pretty often and he will hum a melody to himself frequently. And the police believe that it's one that his mom used to soothe him to sleep with, but they aren't 100% sure. There's also getting readjusted to day and night because for them there was never, it's light time, so that's day, we go out, it's nighttime, stay in bed. It's just always been dimly lit rooms. Yeah, you mentioned earlier something about how they estimated it would take eight years for them to really start to get better. I feel like maybe eight years for them to possibly be okay functioning in society, but I feel like it'd be very hard for someone to overcome that. And I mean, you don't even know what like real life is like, you know, like you said, something as simple as day and night, you wouldn't understand. I feel like it would take a lot to bounce back from that. Elizabeth luckily was 18 at the time that she was taken. And the reason I say luckily is because she had 18 years of living in the real world. So she did have some of that experience that she could pass on to her children. And she did have some of that education that she was able to give them. But whereas like if an 11 year old had been kept in there for 24 years or something like that. But I feel like she had a little bit more going for them, I guess. After the incident, Elizabeth still to this day has not spoken out about the incident. There have been reports that there has been some progress made with her and the children, and they're starting to get better and acclimated to the world a little bit more. But they have all changed their names, which is fair. And they, like I said, stay out of the media. Elizabeth and her mom were estranged for quite a few years. And more recently, that happened in 2008. Four to five years after that is when her and her mom started to get more comfortable talking to each other. But for a while, Elizabeth truly believed that her mom was in on it. And so it was hard for her to kind of look at her as her mother after everything that had happened. I can imagine you'd have a hard time trusting anybody after that. I agree. I mean, and you're also being thrown into the situation where you went from raising three children in this little tiny confined area to now you're raising six children and three of them have had completely different lives than the other three. Now, you said she got custody of the other three kids. Does that mean they were also in the psychiatric facility? I don't know if they went to the psychiatric facility or like where they stayed during that, but they probably needed something because everything in their lives had kind of been a lie. You know? Yeah, I mean, they'd have to either be there or in, like, a foster home. And and I didn't find exactly where the other children went. I just know that Elizabeth and Felix and Stefan were there. I was actually having some trouble finding out if Kirsten survived the kidney infection. And from what it sounds like she did, but then again, some of the articles it sounds like she did, and then some of the articles it sounds like she did didn't because they don't refer to her at all anymore. So I don't have an exact answer as to whether or not she survived for those of you wondering. To this day, Elizabeth has not communicated with her father 
about any of the events since she has been rescued. And Joseph is still in prison, serving out his life sentence. And Elizabeth and her six children are doing everything that they can to overcome the experiences that they have gone through for most of their lives and acclimate themselves into society in the best way that they can. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.